On today's episode of Heads in the Cloud, John and I are joined by Micah Bevitz, the president and founder of iTelecom. We're going to talk about Micah's business. We're going to talk about ice cream, yeah. hamburgers, hot dogs. Well, we're talking about hot dogs, and his, and mostly his, Micah's business. He's got a clipped wing, but it's better now. Yeah, stay tuned. Heads in the Cloud with your host, David Portnowitz, Graham Potter, and John Roth. Today's episode at Heads in the Cloud, John and I are joined by Micah Bevitz. Micah owns iTelecom, which is one of our top partners. Uh, Micah is an awesome dude. Um, just saw him out in Vegas at Channel Partners. Saw him the next month at our partner council event Key down West, in Key West. Yeah. And he's coming off an arm injury. Yes. He, he injured himself playing with his, his two-year-old. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, he okay. got hurt playing. Okay. And he had a surgery. How was the two-year-old? The two-year-old. It's okay. <laughs> okay. Fine. I want to make sure. What's... I got the whole story when I was out in Vegas. When I was out there, I, he was just about to have surgery the next week. And he was he was nervous, yeah, as anybody yeah, would be. Of course. But he had it. We saw him then in Key West a few, like maybe a month later, and he was doing great. And uh, he seems to be doing, he seems to be doing really well. And, you know, that's, uh, that's a big thing. But uh, we're really excited to have Micah on. Micah, uh, just... A fascinating guy. Just he really got is. his hands in so many areas of the business. Smart. I mean, he's yeah. like super smart, and he just goes in and uh, he's a visionary. Yeah, he really is. So uh, I don't think it's much more to say. We got a pretty good interview here with Micah. So uh, let's let's get him going. Let's do. Call him up. Let's go. John and I are now joined by Micah Bevitz. Micah is the CEO and founder of iTelecom, and one of Star to Star's top. I would say top five partners. Absolutely. Years, Micah, you've been with us years, for, yes. for quite some time. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Micah, how long has iTelecom been around? So we have been around since 2007. Um, we started as a, so back in 2007, you know, hosted white you know, wasn't really around, you know, things were a lot simpler than we were just kind of, the industry was just kind of moving from a transactional business model to a more complex, uh, you know, solution business model. So we jumped in in 2007. Um, we were a uh, Verizon master agency. Uh, we signed on to be exclusives with them and they, you know, gave us extra money. Uh, and that's kind of <laughs> how we cut our teeth on the industry was, was working with, you know, Big Red uh, and their processes and their back end. Um, my uh, previous to starting iTelecom, that was really, you know, majority of the experience I had was working for another agency, selling and supporting Verizon Telecom and Verizon Business uh, uh, products. And you now I will give it to, to Verizon. They were very good about, at the time anyway, they had these, you know, education classes somebody could take. And I, I was always a big tech nerd and loved learning about stuff. And so, you know, Verizon offered these, you know, technology classes on telecom and I, you know, just ate them up. Uh, they were as boring as could be, but I just, you know, <laughs> ate them up and um, I learned a heck of a lot, you know, to that relationship you know with verizon but you know quickly after the company started in 2007 the industry you know really started to change a lot and in 2010 um we you know changed our you know model from being a premier verizon agency to being a 
you know, carrier neutral um, agency managed service provider who would always just be on the lookout for the best technology solutions and best carriers and then vet them. Um, so that's probably a lot more than you wanted when you asked me when we were founded. Um, but uh, there you have it. <laughs> well, the good thing about a podcast is you're never going to go too long. So don't worry about that. Give us as uh, long, in-depth answers as you possibly can. So you 2010, you sort of switched that model. When did you, when did you come on with Started Star? So we right then. So uh, we, you know, we we decided uh, 2009 2010 to change that. Um, and at the 2010 Channel Partners Expo, you know, was when we started our vetting process. You know, we wanted to find the best possible you know, UCAS solution for our clients. And previous to that, we had implemented Verizon's, uh, what they called HIPSI solution. We had vetted a bunch of others. Um, <clears throat> and none of them were really good. Like <laughs> when I say none of them were really good, they were terrible. And um, <laughs> we were going around, you know, and, and, you know, during that channel partners, it wasn't just Starter Star. We were vetting everybody. And a guy from Polycom, whose name I don't remember, leaned over to me as I was talking to another carrier right in front of him. And this Polycom guy <laughs> was at this carrier's booth to try and sell their product. And he hears me like just pepper in this carrier with all these questions about updating phones and this, that, and the other. Because I had already gone through the pain, you know. Right. My wife calls me a a a, a, a catastrophizer, uh, which I agree. Uh, I I see catastrophe before it happens, and that is why we are good at what we do. We sit down with carriers, we go through their process, their support, the implementation, and I can pick out what won't work. And so I was peppering this guy uh, with all these questions, and the Polycom guy standing behind him either must have been impressed or wanted me to go away, uh, <laughs> because after that guy kind of left, he leaned over to me and says, go check out Star to Star. I think you'll be very happy. I said, okay. So I wandered over to Star to Star, and I you know, started peppering you guys with the same questions, and unlike everybody else who looked gobsmacked uh or completely lost um the first person i was talking to they didn't have to go grab anybody else they didn't have to go talk to the ceo they didn't have to consider anything i got answers about my questions very straightforward very matter of fact there was no one of the things i always appreciated about startups are there was never promising of something that wasn't there you guys are always very good about, yes, we can do this. No, we can't do that. You know, there, there is no, you know, gilded curtain. It's, 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 this is who you are. And I think that's one of the best things about Star to Star. So this, this, uh, I can't even remember who I spoke with at Star to Star when I went over the booth, but probably John very Roth. impressed. <laughs> probably. Yeah. Let's, let's just, let's just for, for we'll narrative, we'll for narrative purposes, let's just, embellish, just embellish it. I'm here. Micah, good to, sure, it was good to sure, meet you back sure. then. And you yeah. were so good. You answered yeah. all the questions straight right away. Uh, so I was very impressed. Um, so we, you know, set up a time to dig a little deeper with you guys. And, uh, you know, one of the other 
things that was kind of driving us to to do this was previous, you know, working with Verizon, we sold a lot of integrated circuits, a lot of data connections and voice. And then we'd have to deal with a phone vendor going on site, dealing with them, them charging the car and, you know, we could become our own you know, phone dealer, our own managed service provider, opinion very easily. Uh, other folks might disagree. I find Star to Star to be as easy as pie to work with, which was just something that delights me. So, um, you know, I, I really a- appreciate that. So I, you know, working with Star to Star allowed us to move from a master agency, a Verizon master agency, to a managed service provider you know, using Star to Star. And that uh, has allowed us to expand our company and change our focus. And quite honestly, it's what differentiates us from all of the other, you know, master agencies out there, you know, that I will not name, but as sure people listening to this podcast know about, um, you know, once I was working with Star to Star, uh, other hosted VoIP carriers, and not just hosted VoIP carriers, really anything telecom related, when it gets brought to me, that's the standard that I judge everybody else by is is my relationship with Star to Star. And, um, you know, very few have come very close. The few that have, you know, we've brought on. Um, but, you know, nobody eclipses that relationship you know nobody has done we we haven't i just want to make clear for the for the audience we have not sent you any money in advance have we (laughs) not bribed you anyway (laughs) we did just take him to key west yeah we did we did just take you to key west we will be fair (laughs) that's true although i did sell a lot of starter star to make yes yes you absolutely did i'm i'm a very honest person you know i one of the things that i try to live by is if you're not doing your job, you're going to hear from me. If you're going to continue not to do your job, your manager is going to hear from me. I don't have time to deal with people who aren't going to do their to do their job. Um, star to Star has always come through for us. When I don't have to complain, I don't have to, you know, run things up very often. Um, and that really makes uh, uh, a big difference to to us. So when somebody does do their job and does it well, if you're going to be the person who complains when somebody doesn't do their job, you also need to be the person who says good job when people do a good job. You know, <laughs> if well, somebody goes above that. and beyond for me, you, you have to. That's the whole point, right? You know, if you're going to complain, you you know, you got to do the ways. other side as well. Yeah. It, has, it has to be balanced, right? A hundred percent. And I, you know, know plenty of people who just complain, who don't, you know, do the other side and, you know, stuff doesn't work out for them. So I, and for the most part, you know, you can ask Michelle and other folks at Star to Star, most of the emails they get from me about others are always, you know, very positive. So most of the stuff is thanking um, star to star for the people that, that they employ. So, you know, I've always had a great channel team at star to star. Um, that's, and that's a real key right there. My channel team at star to star, you know, makes all the difference. Um, well, I work a, with channel teams these, with a lot of other great, carriers. These are great kind words. This is, this is a, oh, yeah, a, a well, nice, a nice Friday afternoon podcast <laughs> for us. And it's like, this is awesome. Um, well, thank you. And thank you, yeah. Michael, for well, being such a great partner to us. 
Well, yeah, no, no problem. I, I've told Michelle a number of times, you know, as much as the product is great, as much as the technology is great, what it comes down to is the people you guys give us to work with. Um, and as far as my channel team is concerned, it has been fantastic. You know, I've had various channel managers and regional channel managers at Start a Star. Usually what happens is they come on as my channel manager and then they get promoted somewhere else and then I don't have them anymore. Uh, uh, so, and that John uh, Roth you know, guy, it, it, he has great. really helped you through all these years Roth as well. That, that guy, wow. Uh, and one of the things I also wanted to point out on this call that uh, although I don't think we have any representatives on this call, one of the things I really like about Star to Star is the, and it's not, and I've said it to Michelle, I don't know if this is something that you guys have as a company mentality, but you're very, you know, a lot of the women that I work with at Star to Star are phenomenal, um, specifically. Um, most of my channel managers have been, uh, women and they have been the best I have ever had in the industry. Uh, the number of women at star to star in a leadership position, um, I think makes a big, big difference. Well, that, that's, that's awesome to hear. We couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a concerted effort that we have here. Absolutely. I mean, the, you know, traditionally the telecom space has obviously been very uh, male dominated and we've made a concerted <laughs> effort at star to star to to put women in, in 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 roles to succeed and they've thrived i mean we've got our, our talent is our talent pool is is fantastic and we definitely have the best team we've ever had here before that that i've been here you know, since i've been here in six years but um well i think john's got a question let, let me, for you a couple of quick questions uh you're yeah, based yeah, in you're sure, based sure. in los angeles how far is your you know, yeah. los angeles is a is a huge metropolitan area how far do you go outside of your, your your office boundaries? How many miles out do you go for your customer base? Uh, so I am very lucky in that um, my sales manager, uh, Adam Cole, is in South Florida. And, uh, and then I have a business development manager, Joe Davis, who's in Washington, D.C. And then... Um, Pipeline Networks, Chris Carmen, he is a nationwide, you know, vendor network. So we've never viewed our customer base as, you know, a certain metropolitan area. Right. We have customers all over the country. Uh, inevitably, obviously, harder to visit a customer, you know, in Washington State when I'm in, you know, Southern California, if we don't have a presence up there. As far as physically visiting clients, um, I, you know... I go all the way down to San Diego. Um, I have some clients, you know, in Northern California that I've flown up to see. Uh, but on that same token, I have clients in Florida that I've, you know, flown out to see right. and, and do installs. So, for. So, so you basically, um, you're, you're not a typical, like an MSP would say, I'm going to be with a, in Los Angeles, probably a, you know, a 20 mile radius is about it. Uh, in your world, you have nationwide footprint, if you will. You've got representatives all over. And you also, do, do you not that's have. That's thanks to Sunstar. Again, because please? of the relationship yeah. that I have created with Chris Carmen, who I was introduced to through you guys, that has a, and, and how awesome he is, is all of my on-site technicians that go out to do installs, he vets those right. all across the country. And he does an amazing job. Yeah. So because of that relationship, it has allowed me to become an MSP anywhere in the country. And you're also... Uh... Don't you have uh, agents that uh, that are scattered throughout the country as well, you, as opposed to just your yes. own employees, your own channel managers, if you will? You have agents throughout the country, so you're a you're also you're a master agent with us, correct? 
Correct. So yeah, we're a very weird kind of hybrid. Most master agencies, you know, that's all they do is they're a big processing house for, you know, quotes and orders or, you know, whatever it may be. Um, Or they're, like you said, a managed service provider, and then they have their, you know, small, you know, network. We are a weird mix uh, of master agency and managed service provider that I think separates us from uh, a lot of the other agencies out there. Yeah. I, I think you, you guys specialize on, you probably, do you say in certain verticals? Uh, again, so uh, very lucky for us. Um, you know, obviously we do market to certain verticals, but we seem to have customers scattered over every type of business you could possibly imagine. I mean, we have cannabis clubs, we have (laughs) uh, law firms, we have accountancy firms, I have a metal extrusion company, all types of medical clinics. So, you know, we we take all all comers, you know, we feel that we do a good enough job vetting our carriers and vetting our technology that it shouldn't matter, you know, what type of office we walk into. If you listen to the customer, you listen to their pain points, you listen to their needs. You know, you, you should be able to sell anything. There's some commonality no matter where you might go that you're going to see the commonality of some pain points between those verticals. Right. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, and you've always been an early adopter, too. It's one thing I love about working with you, Micah, is whether we launch an SD-WAN product like we did last year or our, our recent launch of Stardaz, our Citrix relationship. You've always been an early adopter and someone who's been willing to give us, you know, honest and open feedback. Uh, you know, what's your <laughs> you, you've 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 kind of got off the ground with our, with our Stardust product, you know, what kind of feedback are you hearing? Is that something that customers are really keen on? So, um, hosted desktop is always a, you know, a different animal, especially for the small medium business customer. Uh, unlike, you know, hosted VoIP and hosted phones, where really anybody's a fit, you have to do a lot more, you know, uh, due diligence with your customer uh, to make sure desktop as a service is a good fit. That, that's just the technology in general before you even get to anybody's branded version of that technology. Um, a lot of folks, you know, don't understand it, a lot of older companies. Uh, and then you get to younger companies who everything is, you know, application-based or uh, through, a, through a web portal. So they don't understand the need to have a hosted desktop. And, you know, each one of those, you know, groups, you have to kind of, you know, speak to differently. Um, but for the most part, I would say any customer 25 users and higher or any customer who has a real challenge with on-site IT and support uh, is a great fit for uh, desktop as a service. Uh, as far as being an early adopter is concerned, you know, Starter Star has made that easy for me. <laughs> um, if Starter Star is rolling out with a product, I know it's already been tested. I know it's already been vetted. Of course, we do our own vetting and testing and all that stuff anyway. But I know up front, you know, I have a really good chance that this is going to work the way it's been described. Whereas other carriers that we do, you know, there's always, you know, caveats here and there and stuff that they didn't bring up. And a lot of times that's because these big companies are just, you know, white labeling right. somebody yeah. else's yeah. stuff. You know, um, you know, for the most part, Star to Stars, their own homegrown uh, applications and everything. So, you know, you know that they're going to work well. So that's helped me be an early adopter as far as um, 
why, you know, I'd rather be the first person in the room talking to you about a technology than the last person in the room talking to you <laughs> yeah, about a technology good point. or investment, good point. right? Good point. Um, I, I don't want to be the guy running up behind and going, oh, I also have SD-WAN. I also have SD-WAN. I want to be the first guy saying, hey, by the way, have you heard about SD-WAN? Yeah. And for the most part, um, aside for, from, you know, really smaller customers, SD-WAN is everybody should have it, yep. you know, uh, there's, there's no reason not to have it, you know, especially clients who already have two data connections. Every customer I've implemented it for so far is just, you know, blown away by it. I had a customer, um, I don't know, am I allowed to say customer names on this? Sure, podcast? sure, yeah, yeah, why okay. not? Okay, okay, so uh, Berkshire Hathaway is a customer of mine, and um, uh, their Lancaster location, we, you know, installed Starter Star, and we put in an SD-WAN service. Uh, at that same time, they were using Spectrum Coax as their, you know, data connection. They had no failover. Um, we put in a Frontier enhanced DSL connection. It was like 49 megabytes by something. I, I can't remember. We upgraded their coax from like a really old plan to 100 megabytes. So we did this install for them. There was a uh, citywide outage for, for Spectrum. Um, for the customer and their IT guy, uh, or and, and I, you know, and I, I got an update from my SD WAN portal. Hey, by the way, this customer Spectrum service is down. I go and I check it out, call Spectrum, find out there's a you know citywide outage. I call the customer and let them know, hey, just so you're aware, your Spectrum service is down. Blah 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 blah. The IT guy's like, no, it's not. <laughs> I go, yes, it is. It's <laughs> it's down. I see it right now. It's down. He goes, no, I'm online. I'm doing just fine. I go, no. You are, that's true. However, you're using your Frontier DSL connection, not the coax connection. He goes, no, no, I'm pretty sure I'm using the coax connection. I go, I'm telling you, you're not. It's the Frontier DSL connection that you are using. He goes, no, that's not possible. I'm getting like 40 megabytes. That's not possible. I go, yes, I know. It's Frontier Enhanced DSL that I got specially for you guys. You're not on your coax. And, I, and then finally he realized, you know, realized what was going on. And he was just floored yeah. just floored yeah. that their coax was down they were still online still able to make calls they had no idea anything was going on they wouldn't know if i wouldn't have called them and told them they just would have kept on doing work spectrum service would have come back up the next day when they fixed their issue none none to be the wise well i i i uh, bet you that he went and made himself the hero in front of his peers i'm i'm sure that he did yeah and, that, sure that and that's did. perfect that's what they should be doing like what a great choice i made yeah, apps, 100%. It's our job to make them look good. Exactly. So as far as early adopting is, if I wasn't an early adopter, that wouldn't have happened. Um, and it's just been a great experience for the SD-WAN product. Stardust, still very new. Um, we are, uh, you know, big fans. Uh, I think hosted desktop certainly is the future of computing uh, technology, uh, mostly because you can do single sign-on, you know, through all of your applications, all of your stuff. Um, it's so much easier for HR to bring people on, take people off. IT, you know, one of the things I really try and get across to customers about hosted desktop is that. Right now, your employee base is this city, right? If you get hosted desktop, your employee base is now the entire country. Yeah. 
So before where you had to hire someone who had to come into work, you know, maybe they weren't the best person. Maybe the best person to do your job is in Boston and you're in Los Angeles. Well, now you can hire the person in Boston, give them their desktop. You're able to monitor them. You're able to do all of the security stuff you need to do in a single, you know, admin. That's, I think that is huge for, for companies, especially right now in America's economy where we are at such a low unemployment rate. Um, you know, maybe you can't get your person in the city that you're trying to get them in. Maybe that person is in New York and they right. like living in New York. Right. So great. Exactly. Let them live yeah. in New York. So, so there's so many benefits to hosted desktop in general that I think it's a great technology. Uh, and as far as star to star doing it, like I said before, if Star to Star is doing it, I have the utmost confidence in it, especially since Trey Watson, you know, basically built it from the ground up uh, when he was with Citrix before. So, yeah, this is this is going to be That's huge, awesome. especially for agents who want to, you know, increase their, you know, revenue coming in. You know, as much as I love selling phone systems, you know, a customer that's going to spend 600 MRC on a phone system on a hosted desktop, they're spending 2,500. Exactly. So, you yeah. know, that is where the that's where the revenue is. You know, it, it's just tough, man. It, it, it can be very hard because you're sitting there in a room with the IT guy, basically telling them, after we do this, they're not going to really need you so much anymore. So exactly. it's, it's, it's yeah. hard. Well, let, let's come to a little bit of a fun part of the show, can we? <laughs> I mean, no, this has been great, but, but this is where we're going to have a little, little entertainment. Are you ready, Micah? I heard something today. I need you to confirm. Now, yes. now Micah, let me tell you this. John came into this, into this and said he has a... He has a revelation about you, and he wouldn't even tell us about it. So I'm this not. is new to everybody. This is a this is a bomb. I said I, I got a bomb. You ready? I, I hear. I hope I'm ready. I hear that you are one hell of a ice cream maker. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, I do love making ice cream. Wow. Uh, that's there a, that's is a just first. something. Yeah. So if you've never made ice cream at home before, it's actually fairly easy, assuming you have an ice cream maker. Um, And uh, so I like to try and come up with flavors and combinations that you wouldn't normally see in a store. And usually I've come up with those because when I was in college, uh, I would. Where are we going with this wow. conversation here, Mike? College experiments. College experiments. Eating all types of weird stuff yeah. at weird hours of the night, and uh-huh. uh, you know, based off of those weird combinations, I have come up with a few different, you know, ice cream uh, flavors. So, what, what's your uh, what's I your favorite? Take... What's your favorite flavor that you have made My... or you still make? There, there, there are two. So okay. uh, I make a – so first off, there's a difference between vanilla ice cream and vanilla bean ice cream. Okay? Strong difference. So if you don't know the difference – strong difference. So vanilla bean ice cream takes a lot longer, and that's, I, I, that's what I make. So I make a vanilla bean ice cream, uh, and I buy these very tiny, salty, buttery Ritz crackers oh. – and I blend those into the ice cream so that when you take a bite, you're getting a little bit of a crunch, 
uh, a lot of vanilla bean ice cream, and then some salt and butter from the cracker. Oh, that sounds delicious. My my blood sugar just rose by twenty points just hearing Good. you say that. Fantastic. <laughs> That's so. What it is? It is great. And, and what's your second one? Yeah, the second one now. The second one, uh, I make a chocolate ice cream. Uh, it's very similar. So you basically make vanilla bean ice cream and then you put chocolate into it. And that's, you know, chocolate uh, ice cream. And then in the chocolate ice cream, I blend in uh, angel food cake um, into it. And wow. so you basically have this chocolatey, soft uh, wonderfulness uh, when you when you take a bite. Oh, my so. God. This is this is OK. You, I, you, you got me excited here. I thought you were definitely going to be like, I take a chocolate ice cream. I put in a little bit of mac and cheese and then I add in <laughs> like, like, a, like some chicken skin. And it is unbelievable. I thought that's where we were going. That's after he visits one of his customers the, at the, the cannabis, cannabis shop. Clinic. Yeah, that's the cannabis thought, clinic. That's what I thought we were going. We're going there. We're going to get down the macaroni and cheese in a minute. So, I, and I heard. No, unfortunately, not that crazy. Okay. But if you, anytime you want to stop by, I'm happy to try it for okay. you. Okay. I'm in 100%. Next I'm time in, in LA, we're coming by. And I, I heard that you're making ice cream this weekend. Is that true? I, I am going to mix in my cream this weekend. Yes. See, I, I I got some ears around here that gave me some facts that are just phenomenal. So, uh, yeah, what what flavor are you making this weekend? So uh, I have not had a lot of opportunity to make ice cream since my uh, son was born. Um, so I'm going to be making my vanilla bean Ritz cracker oh, ice cream uh, this weekend so he can try it uh, for the first time. Oh, Micah, what, what's the possibility of you getting that? actually shipped out here like a like a maybe a, a couple of small pints is I'm gonna that go with zero percent zero percent well micah you're I, the, I you're a, you you're a revolutionary you're a visionary i think you can figure this out and i think you can make this happen for us i i will certainly see what i can do but no. i think we're really relying on uh ups and fedex's cold technology at that point yes well we, we we'll fly it in that's what we need to we'll do. We fly need to just fly out there, get it, and bring it back. So the so the other two questions that we always ask toward the end of the show, which we are at, so we're trying to get this in, is what is your favorite sandwich? Ice cream sandwich. No, uh -huh. I don't know. What's your favorite sandwich? I, well, I, I don't I don't know if I have a favorite ice cream sandwich, but I, as far as a favorite sandwich, yes, is concerned. Oh boy. Um, Got to have bacon on it. Oh, uh, good start. Does a hamburger count as a sandwich? Oh, now we're back to our debate here. About, yeah, the hamburger does count I think as a it's, sandwich. I think we, yes. we have a lot of debates about the sandwich. I think a hamburger counts. It's a piece. It's meat between two buns. I think I'm okay with it. Uh, okay, and but but a hot dog does not. Count oh, as a this is this oh, is the voting. This is a major it's, debate. We, for we've us. got a vote going on right now <laughs> on the heads in the cloud. You you got to go look at it. There's I think a, a hot dog's a sandwich. I, I do too. I, that's my I take too. on it. You said last time you didn't think it was a sandwich. No, I, I didn't do that. Did you change your mind? Okay, well then, is a sub a sandwich? Like a like a like a submarine like a sandwich? Yeah. Yes, of course it yeah, is. Yeah, I think it's a yeah. sub. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well. Okay. Okay. Just trying to see where you guys lay on the spectrum. Well, previous oh, we to have this, pretty heated discussions about the hot dog. I got to tell you, this, got John was not a hot dog sandwich guy, but I think I think it I think yeah. I think it depends on how you eat but it. Logically, as I yeah. work through it, okay. I'm like, it's. I'm changing my answer then. If hot dogs a sandwich. There is a place out here uh, in Southern California called uh, Doghouse, and they make these amazing hot dogs 
and they make a chili cheese dog with this uh, shredded fried onion on top. Oh, that man. is just ridiculous. Well, then, Micah, I think on the way to the airport with the ice cream, can you stop by there and <laughs> grab a couple of those and send it along with it if, while, while you're flying them I- out? Well, right, right. Of course, I will see what I can do. I, okay. I will stop and ask. <laughs> and then we got one last question for you, Micah. Do you have any pets? Do I have any pets? So my wife and I, uh, before having our child, uh, we used to uh, rescue dogs in Southern California and get them adopted. Uh, so we have had many pets. Some of them. Uh, full pets, some of them just foster pets. Uh, currently, we are down to a single dog uh, who uh, is a very moody dog. I would call her a fat cat without the uh, without the charm. Um, uh, she's so probably we're, she's we're, probably she's pissed off only... that you don't give her any ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> She's a very interesting dog. She's the most emotional dog we have ever owned. Uh, so we are, she'll be our only pet for a little while until, uh, until Max a little older. Um, and then uh, we'll probably start fostering and, and adopting and all that kind of stuff. How again. old, how old is uh, the dog? What's the name? Uh, Piper is, Piper. is eight years old. Uh, we Piper's call her eight. Piper. Uh, she howls at everybody that she walks by. She okay. is quite the Piper. Okay. <laughs> Well, Micah, we really appreciate the time today. We've fun, taken up fun, far fun too much show. of it. Yeah. Uh, we always love chatting with you. You know, you're, uh, you know, I think Premier I've seen partner. I, yeah. it's, you, you know, you're one of our greatest partners. It's been fun. I've seen you quite a few times over the last few months. It's been great. I'm glad to hear you're, you're healing well with your arm. Uh, and uh, thank you so much again for joining John and I today. We really appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Micah. Oh, thank you guys for having me. This was great. Um, always happy to be here. Um, I look forward to doing another one sometime in the future. Absolutely. We're gonna, the next one we're doing is going to be in L.A. making yes. ice cream and eating hot dogs. Exactly. We're out At there your for, house. Yeah, we're doing a live we're coming, show. We're coming to a live show. <laughs> cut, cut, come on down, guys. You're more than welcome. Just let me know beforehand, and I'll whip up that ice cream. All right. Awesome. Thank Thanks, you. Thanks, Mike. We'll talk soon. Bye. Thank you, guys. Have a good day. You too. I love Micah. I do too. He is such a good guy. Yeah, he he really is. Uh, he's such an ambassador for Star to Star, and uh, you know he's he's one of those one of those good guys. I swear we didn't pay him, right? I mean, no, that I, was like well, we I mean we pay him a lot, but 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 that's in that's <laughs> in commission, that's, and but that's because and, he does work. Because yeah, he does work, and yeah. he gets paid. We compensate him for that. But, but we didn't uh, pay him for the podcast. We did not. We did not. No, and. Uh, you know, when he brought up his with the dogs, I thought we were in for. It sounded like he was going to be I like, know. "I've well, got eight dogs. I have seventy three dogs." <laughs> but he fostered a lot of them. Yeah. He went down to one Piper, who's a pretty moody, a moody pup. Moody pup howls yeah. a lot. I, I think uh, a little of the ice cream would probably help. So did you? You find out? You must find that out from Michelle. I think Michelle actually sent him an ice no, cream maker. No, no. She sent him an ice cream maker though. Okay, through thanks. Really? Yeah, she sent him an ice cream maker. So that was a pretty cool prize. Well, that's a pretty cool prize. Yeah. yeah. No, I heard it from uh, Sean Davis. Oh, old Shawnee D. Yeah. He's like, oh, you got Mike on the show? I got something for you. So I was uh, like, perfect. I got a little, yeah. You know, I love working with Micah because, one, you can tell he always provides honest feedback. Good, yes, bad, yeah, and different. Yeah, yeah. He is an early adopter. He dives right in. He is, he's really like a QA tester in a lot of situations. He I mean, is. Like, I mean, he gets that product, product goes through QA on our end. We do a ton of testing, but until it gets out in the field, you know, you still have things that are going to come up. Yeah. And he, 
he's so willing to do that and not it doesn't bother him doesn't phase him he just hey this isn't you know this isn't you know this is right this isn't right let's get it fixed he rolls with it he's He's just a tremendous guy. He's such an advocate for Star to Star. Yeah. I mean, at our partner council meeting, he actually was like, if you guys aren't selling SD-WAN, you're making a huge mistake. Yeah. Just go for it because it, it, it's perfect. It works. It, it, well, and it's Especially magical. if you're a partner yeah. looking for ways to increase your revenue stream Absolutely. and you don't want to go find new customers. Like, that's really hard. You have this whole existing customer base. Go back to them. Talk to them about Stardust. Talk to them about SD-WAN. Talk to them about 4G LTE. Exactly. These are products that you can sell into your existing base without having to go find new leads. Yeah, and that's the easiest partner. That's the easiest customer to sell, the one you already have. Yeah. You know, they already know. I know. I know sometimes you want to leave a sleeping dog lie. Like, ah. But nowadays, if, if you're not talking to your customer, guess what? Somebody else is. Somebody's going to be petting Piper. Yeah. If you're not. Right. The dog. Did get it? I didn't. Sleeping it was a dogs, lot of metaphor. Sleeping, yeah. Sleeping, do- oh, sleeping. Okay. Dogs, all right. Like, I got it. Yeah. So, that's interesting. So. Um, uh, that seems like you, you're not very. That you seem like. <laughs> <laughs> that was, well, I think it was a little bit of a stretch. No, it was fine. I'm just joking. <laughs> and we get hot dogs. We're going to get hot, hot dogs. Hot dogs. Piper dogs. A lot of hot dog dogs and ice cream coming yeah. our way via some sort of Southwest Post. flight. Yeah. We, we some think. Sort of, we hope. Uh, USPS. Um, you can send ice cream, by the way. Uh. So I, you know, going back to to Mike, I think that, you know, he, you know, he's got this big footprint nationally, which is, you know, if you met, if you met Adam and the rest of his team, they're fantastic, but he keeps it, you know, he's got this team. It's not very big. It's, it's, but it's not small. He's got, you know, he, he just knows how to run a really, really good operation. Yeah. He's got sub agents. He's got, he's an MSP himself. I mean, he is, he's really smart. He's funny. He, you know, he just, he's the right kind of guy that we like to work with. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, uh, we've had this what almost almost I mean, ten year relationship. And he's he's always been a top producer uh, for year after year. year after year after yeah. year. So I, look, I love talking to Micah. Um, had a great conversation with him, and um, yeah, I think that's it for today. All right, thanks, David. Good show. Well, I think so too. Yeah. Well, thanks for joining us on Heads in the Cloud. I'm David Portnowitz. I'm John Roth. And we'll see you next time. Listen to you next time. Whatever, something like that. Perfect.